From Breaking Bad to Calling Soul, agents led by Son of Call. Oh, Game of Thrones, who's the next to die? House of Cards is full of lies. Supergirl just flew on by. We're chillin', watching Netflix. How much time's gone by? We're talking TV from Suits to Supernatural. Talking TV, Blacklist and the Rebels. Sherlock's Big Bang went off black. True Detective bombed its second crack. The Walking Dead, Arrow and the Flash. Get it a geek, this is DC Chat. A little bit of a different sounding episode this week, Terry, because we are doing this without Ben. But yeah. uh, welcome back for another week of DC TV Chat. Anyway, Terry, our very own Wonder Woman in the world of DC. <laughs> I'm going to call you that. Well, you're, you're the expert of Wonder Woman and, you know, that's, you know. Well, I'm at least the expert on the Linda Carter Wonder Woman. Sure. Yeah. And when the movie comes out in, you know, a few weeks' I will time. pick it to pieces. Yes, you will. You'll be... <laughs> You'll be part of our movie review for that one. Although you could be like the Maddie Gibson version of just anything DC that he... Anyway, look, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> Maddie, though, for anyone who has been listening to DC TV chats in the past, uh, he likes to listen to the podcast, but he doesn't actually watch the shows because he hates them. He's given up on them in seasons past. But I've managed to talk him into watching everything so far for all four of these shows up until this point. So it's like, what, 80, nearly 80 episodes of TV. This is a lot. And I know, Matty, he's going to punch that out in like four or five days. Like, it's scary how much TV he's going to watch in a couple of days' time just to come in and critique these shows. Which one do you think he'll prefer? I don't know which one he's going to like more. I think like, it's more of which one he could he tolerate. like the least. Yeah. Now, look, Ben does usually introduce these shows and he's part of our, the, the trio that is DC Chat. Ben's not here. Some great news for Ben. It's not because he's here because of any bad reasons. We didn't sack him or anything like that. Uh, it's not even officially a job, so I can't fire him. Ben is a new father, so congratulations to Ben. He's. Uh, we've been talking about it as the, as the shows have been going on week in, week out. So uh, we, Terry and I, being the other parents in the room, have been preparing him <laughs> by giving him nightmare stories. Preparing him, scaring him. Scaring him. <laughs> and I spoke to him, and I think... We prepared him well enough, but it's still just like, man, there's just like mess. And then you clean and it's just like mess. mess. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, man, I'm going to go. You can have fun. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm past that stage. I'm going back to that stage in August when my next child is born, but we'll get to that then. So best of luck, Ben. Congratulations, Ben. We Congratulations. Uh, unfortunately do have to press on without him. Uh, I hope he's back next week because apparently next week we do have a massive reveal in The Flash, but we'll get to that in a sec. So first up, we are talking... Supergirl! Should you I should... tell you what my first line is? I can only guess, but tell me. <laughs> She's such a wanker. Oh, Jesus. Okay. All right, why? Go on. Because she walks in and she's... Uh... It feels like it was so long ago now, but she walks in and she's like, so, is there anyone I can save? Is there anyone I can... And it's just... Oh. So wanky. And you're like, no, there's nothing going on. It's like, oh, geez, well, what am I going to do now? Well, it is the Fluffmeister of the four shows. Yeah. Obviously, Legends isn't a part of it anymore because it's it, the season's already done. So we're only talking three shows today. It's it's the fluffy one. It's always going to be the fluffy. I, I kind of don't mind that. I don't know. But again, I don't mind her. I like her. She's cutesy. So her coming in going, hi, I'm Supergirl. What can I save today? I didn't mind that. And it was it was sort of there because the show has been off for four weeks. It was almost like a, hi, welcome back, even though it's the second time they've come back this season. So yeah. I see your point. I understand your point. I don't necessarily agree with it, but... If she does it again next week, I'm right over on your side of the fence. Absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. 
But you should have been I happy, I guess, because it was a um, a very heavy Lena Luther episode. It was. And you love Lena. I love Lena. And I was also very excited. And Ben's going to hate me when I do this, but Ravi was in that episode. Now, when so, you say Ravi, what's that mean? Okay. Ravi is from iZombie, which right. is also on the CW and was also the premiering that week. Right. Okay. So it was like they introduced Ravi. Or whatever his character's name was in Supergirl, I can't remember. Who cares? He's Ravi. <laughs> um, they introduced Ravi as a like, hey, by the way, iZombie's starting back up. So, yeah. Well, this is obviously Lena's ex-boyfriend, ex-boyfriend that we're talking about. Yes. And he he's in one episode. He's out one episode. He's dead at the end. And also, um, I can say this. Now, we are recording this several weeks uh, after the show was on because we have been waiting for Ben to come back from his uh, paternal leave. So selfish. So selfish. Um, he was always screaming at me, you know, I've got kids at home and I don't have time to watch TV. He's like, mate, just put him, you know, in a locked door room somewhere <laughs> and just covered. watch TV. Now we understand. You can't do that. Any parents out there, you understand anyone doesn't have kids? Well, power to you. Keep watching that TV and utilize that free time thing that you have. Uh, don't take it for granted. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're introduced to the world of nanobots. And... Yes, which reminded me of a Doctor Who episode called The Empty Child. Well, I mean, there are a great technology that comes into sci-fi shows and movies a lot. And, uh, of course, it's like, hey, these amazing pieces of tech, what are they being used for? Evil, of course. Like, <laughs> the good guys never come up with them and, you know, like stop wars and, and, and end suffering and diseases or anything. So, of course, it was being used. Ravi is put out there as being the obvious bad guy, which, of course, means that he is not the obvious bad yeah. guy. But, um, you know, that... Whatever. I didn't know where they were going. Obviously, there's other Superman-esque villains that they're trying to bring in from the extended DC lore. And if you're a Superman fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So whether or not that that is this building block that they're laying down uh, in this episode, I don't know. But uh, but we see. Also, you love Wynn, which is great. I do. He's in it. He's got his girlfriend. They're back to being very, very good. and, And they're on great terms. Unfortunately, though, she wants to come along to their team guardian outings. And she went Which is a, yeah, great little metaphor for it's like, hey, he's going out with his best mate and the girlfriend wants to tag along to go out for a drink. And he's like, yeah, man, like my friends would love you to come along. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Hell yeah. Brings her out and the best mate's like, are you joking? This is our time. (laughs) No, it's not happening. And you're right. She went full stage five clinger. Which is weird because she's never done that before. I, I don't know. For me, it was like, well, hang on. Have they completely changed her character just for this episode? Yeah. Because she's never been, like, she was psychotic. Yeah. It was really weird. Yeah, she's always like, been so calm and mellow about everything. It was like she didn't want a relationship with him because she figured that he didn't want one because she's an alien. And he just wanted a piece of ass for that particular episode. And he's, no, I actually do really care for you. She was revealed to be something of a villain for one episode, but for the good reasons, I guess. But always she's been pretty level-headed. It just That scene in the bar just made no sense. No, not at and all. And then even at the end, like just sort of, I was just skimming through the episode before we uh, we came in today to record to remind myself what was going on. And I came to that end scene where Jimmy sort of reveals, he's like, you know what? She can come out and have a drink with us. Of course, man. Bring your girlfriend yeah, in all the time. And she's there. And she's there and they're all just like lovey-dovey and got their arms around each other. And I'm like, Re- really? Because you're vigilant. Like you actually go out there to risk your life every night. Like, and she's an alien that's a bit of a loose screw. Like... Maybe not. Maybe this isn't the best idea. But I guess we're four episodes away from the season finale. Things are going to get worse from here on out because they've got to suck and leave us on a cliffhanger. So, anyway. Yes. Oh, and the cliffhanger was also um, Terry Hatcher. She showed up. Yes. With, to see Lena. Yeah. Yes. 
So it's like, oh, finally, Lena's, you know, she's she's good. And then it's like, oh, come on. The bad person comes on to recruit. That was, I, that annoyed me. See, I mean, we've been talking so much throughout this season of Supergirl. Is Lena a good, good or bad? Goody or a baddie. And if she is bad, is she, you know, waiting for a moment? Is she playing the long con? Or is she good and is she going to turn bad because of blah? Because yeah. she's a Luther, so she has to. Is that what this is? Like, is she That's actually good? Has she been good this whole time? And now that maybe um, Terry Hatcher comes along, is something through that actually going to turn her into a villain? I'd kind of, I kind of want her to make that decision for herself, or to reveal that she has been playing the long con the whole time along. That would actually justify, not her actions so far, but I think that would pay off really well because she is out there to distract you. Luther, 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 I'm very female Luther. By her. <laughs> I'm sure you are very distracted. And you know what? Yes, she's gorgeous. Yes, <laughs> female Luther in a female super man show and it's like she's of course the bad guy i know she's not the face of the bad guys she's going to get revealed and i kind of hope that ends up being the case maybe terry hatcher tries to recruit her and then through that she reveals herself no 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 i've got this covered back off bitch because i've got a long plan in play yeah i don't know and then where does that then again leave their alter egos because then you've got you know friendly lena luther and she's best mates with Kara and come out and save me on this date oh i don't really want to go and see my ex-boyfriend without you so it's a very dating sort of episode, it like was. boyfriend girlfriend stuff. I can only imagine when high pitch Maddie does catch up, he will hate <laughs> this episode there wasn't with a any passion. Alex and um, Detective Hot. No, that was yeah. the only non. You know, there was no dating on that side, and they needed that because they needed to they show they're grounded that they can do it right. Yeah, because that comes along, you're sort of at ease. You know, like it's not groundbreaking television it's to see a lesbian couple or anything either. like that, but. On maybe the CW, the sort of audience that they're going for, I don't know. To have it week in, week out, not making a big deal of it, it's actually, yeah, the most grounded, normal, and well-written relationship on that show. And then, you know, more on the personal front that who knows whether it's going to mean anything or it's just the payoff of a storyline we didn't really care about. She got fired, now she's got a job back. I mean, do we care? She was fine without it. It wasn't like the show was missing something because she didn't work at Catco. No. But I think it's been talked about for a while that uh, that that Cat is actually coming back. That was the deal oh, with Callista Flockhart. Anyway, God. was that I'm not going to be in this season, but I'll come back two or three times. Yep. She's only been in it once, maybe twice. No, just once. Just the once. Well, she's yeah. definitely come back before the end of the year. So maybe her being back at Catco is going to play. Maybe she'll some... come back with Linda Carter in the same episode. Look, and Lena you can't have everything, like, Terry. <laughs> come on. <laughs> just a scene that's Linda Carter, Callista Flockhart. Lena Luther. And Lena Luther. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't, I mean, I was going to say you wouldn't need Supergirl, but you don't want Supergirl I don't anyway. I want her in the <laughs> Okay, all right. <laughs> you want to move on? Let's move on. The Flash. Yeah. Well, The Flash, I guess, off the back of what we we're just talking about with Supergirl, didn't really start off the best way, considering no. how we've just prefaced it, because <laughs> Barry did the same thing with Caitlin. Like, yep. She put the ice wall up and he's like, I've searched the whole building. It's like, really? Like, how quick is she? How slow are you really? Yeah, like, he you wouldn't sh- even need to have searched the building no. because as soon as she stepped away, he would have been straight, you know, yep. this is flashiness and but you know what? straight away. It was two minutes into the episode. You shall, can't possibly do shall that. Shall we say it? Shall we do Ben's line? <laughs> <laughs> you do it. You do it. It's a TV show. Oh, no. I thought you were going for <laughs> oh, oh, shit house. <laughs> <laughs> We need like a soundbite when he's not here. 
oh, whatever. And you know what? Then then he follows that up because he knows he needs to go to the future. He's like, this is uh, this is what I need to do. The answer is in the future. I need to go and find out who Savitar is from our future selves or, or whatever and come back. And that's how I can defeat him. Great plan, but Caitlyn has just escaped. One of his best friends, one of his greatest allies. She has just turned villainous by something that she didn't choose to do. It was someone else that did something that made that happen to her. You know, like in in saving her life, obviously. But Malfoy still, you know, he still did it. And they're like, Barry, we're going to go find Caitlyn. He's like, nah, look, what I'll do, I'll go to the future and then I'm going to come back and it's going to be like right now anyway. So we won't lose any time, but I'll have all the information that I need. And I'm like, well... Why not just do that after you find Caitlin then? Yep. Maybe. I, I mean, that would call me crazy. And I, in past episodes, when he's jumped into the future, does he always come back to the very moment that he left from? I'm going to say no. I don't think so. No. It's always like if he's gone into the future for two days, he manages to come back like, not two days after, but it's not like he ever comes back to the very second. That would look cool. That's very, you know, Michael J. Fox back to the future sort of yep. style, you know, where sometimes he might watch himself leave or something. He gets back early. But the the fact that Barry just threw that out there is like some willy-nilly nothing fact. Like, oh, I can do that, obviously. I'm like, well, you haven't. Even the TARDIS it... can't do that. The TARDIS never gets them back exactly the same moment. I never, I've never seen Doctor Who, but I didn't know that. <laughs> I now have less respect for the TARDIS because I thought it would be able to do that. <laughs> I thought it was a pinpoint accurate machine. No, it's broken. Oh, currently broken t- in the no, series? The no, no, oh, it's, it's just, it's, it's always, a broken machine. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, that's why it's a police box because it's, it's can't it's, change. It's broken. Ah, God. Wow. It's a wave goods, of information. <laughs> 50 years of Doctor I've just picked out little bits that I need to know. Bang. <laughs> Got some trivia. Now, obviously, he jumps to the future. It's a cool episode. Like, he has done that before to see the whole Savitar thing happen, but that's the only time he's ever done it, and he doesn't want to do it again until now. We've never spent an episode in the future. So, black or white, Terry, good or bad? For the first time we're seeing something like this. I I actually liked it. I, I thought it was cool. Um... Emo Flash was interesting. Oh, yeah. I've got notes about Emo Flash. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I liked aspects of it. There were some aspects that were a bit shit, like with the, the mirror dude and the... the, the top. Vertigo. Yeah, Top. Shithouse name. name. Horrible name. It's the worst. And then when he goes, oh, yeah, I fought you guys before, and then she just does her eye thing. And, mm. and I'm like, but you know what she can do. Yep. You know she does this. So how are you not prepared for this? You know, we are the yeah, <laughs> we are the dumb audience. So it's been a while since we've seen it. Like what, eight, nine, ten, twelve, fifteen episodes? Yeah. I, I can't remember. How are they even there? Yeah, the very the very place that he manages to get exactly where he needs to be, the right year, the right month, all that great, good stuff. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how the time speed force works. Whatever, you're there, brilliant. <laughs> but in an entire city, where you end up, your two great foes of the future are right there. Wait, they're in a back alley. Like, why would they apparently are living like kings? Like, of all villains of the Flash that are running Central City, it's them. Fucking top and 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 Mirror Master, Mirror really? Master. Weren't they locked up in the? Yeah, no, I I didn't even think about that until now. But that just sort of pissed me off, and it was just very limited. Like, these bad guys should be living like kings. They should be at the top of the tallest tower, yep. have minions doing their jobs for them. And there's more Whatever. powerful villains that uh, Flash has put away, that with Flash being all emo and, and not doing anything, they would have been better off as the ones running mm. around, you know, creating mayhem. Not yeah. these two 
idiots. Yeah, I mean, events past, notwithstanding, Captain Cold would have been great. Mm. Him as a crime lord or something like that. Another version of him in the future. Yeah. What would he be like ruling a city? Like, he's interesting. Even though everything he says is very cheesy and the way that he delivers it is cheesy, it works for me because I love Wentworth Miller. Yep. And it, it just works in that show for whatever reason. I don't know, but it does. So maybe even their lines, that setting would have worked for Captain Cole. But for them... I just didn't care for it. But really, that wasn't the point of going there. You know, he goes there to find information. And what I like about... get shit. No. What I like about these future set sort of stories and movies and TV or alternative timelines is just how different can they make it? How, How much can one event in the present change the future? And, you know, him just leaving, you know, or basically giving up his mission has ruined Central City in the future. Yep. So I like that. It's disbanded the team. You know, Cisco still wants things to happen, but he's got no one to help him. And what else does he not have? Oh, yeah, that's sad. That was awful. Cold. That was oh. really, really awful. No pun intended. That was cold. But yeah, what yeah. it was It was Caitlin that yeah, took... Yeah, Killer Frost. Now, that was a flashback too, wasn't it? They didn't just talk about that. They actually they showed, showed that. His hands shattered yes. in her grasp. That yep. was, yeah... That was actually a really brutal. brutal part of the episode. I, I really liked that. Good. And then cuts back to him. He's got, what, like robotic hands or something, but he's not able to vibe without his hands, which yeah. I don't know whether that makes sense to me because it's not like he's only got super-powered hands. It's in his mind. That's where it's expelling his, from his body. But, okay, whatever. It's a TV show. It's I'll t- buy it. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. But um, I liked, yeah, this fight. He, you know, the Flash goes to the future. He's like, What's, what has happened? How can... He's trying to fix the future, knowing that he's going to go back to the past anyway. So that's why I didn't necessarily buy into 100% him about to run back to the past once he had the shackles and all that taken off him, yep. but then decide to stay there to fix things. I'm like, but you going back and fixing the past... Should fix the future. Would fix this future. I didn't understand that either, but yeah. I think that's just... I think that's for the audience to see oh. what kind of person Barry yeah. is, that he's just the the... the you know, the good person and he has a conscience and, you know, doesn't want to leave Cisco in the lurch and, um, and Joe, obviously, you know, he's lost everyone cause Barry, um, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but basically abandoned. Abandoned. Yeah. 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 And I think that, that was the most heartbreaking moment of the episode. While, while they prefaced it right in your face, you know, um, Iris pulling him aside saying, look, I know we're going to just try and stop it, but if anything, when something happens to me, please never leave my dad. You know, please stick around with him and look after each other. And so, okay, great. So obviously in the future, that's not going to happen. Hardly enough, we're in the future now and we see that Joe doesn't want anything to do with Barry because Barry gave up on him long ago. And you're like, no, no, that's... That's the relationship, really, that that holds a lot of this show together is is Joe and Barry. Yeah. And... Yeah, they don't have that in the future. So that was kind of sad. But then you get to see what kind of a dick future Barry is. Sad Barry, emo I've written it, but emo <laughs> Barry. Emo <laughs> like, I'm not even thinking about how offensive it is to people that style their hair or, or whatever like that anyway. But just the idea, it's like, if you're sad, if you're depressed, That's this is what you look like. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me, though. It's the same with The Walking Dead, and I watched Daryl, and he's got, like, just all that hair hanging in oh, front of his eyes. Oh, sweaty and greasy. I just want to punch through the TV and just brush it aside. Yeah. Brush it out of your face, because <laughs> I can't see on your behalf. I'm like, how do you function? Walking Dead, it's different. They're, they're running around. Their lives are at risk all the time. He's got long hair. It's dirty. You don't know what's happening. It's zombie blood in it. Sad emo Barry's just moping around to himself. What does he not want to see where he's going? Like just, just little things like that, but not only yeah. the hair. 
If he's so depressed, if he doesn't see sunlight, he stays underground and he sits there and mopes. He's got he's, long hair because he cares. He's, he's clean shaved. shaven. Yes. <laughs> Why? Because he wants to look okay in case someone stops by to chat. So yeah, he doesn't go to the hairdresser and get his hair cut, but he shaves every day. Yeah. Now look, I, I I don't know Grant Gustin's you know testosterone levels. I'm not saying that he can't grow an immense beard in a week <laughs> between needing to film the segments of this episode as present Barry, our Barry, and then segments as future bearded Barry. So maybe I want to you know give a little bit of a benefit of the doubt to the showrunners of uh, of the Flash that. Maybe they did throw a fake beard on his face and it just looked ridiculous. Maybe like drunk history, which I've recently started watching. Yeah, good form. <laughs> so maybe they've saved us from drink, Maddie Gibson, because you imagine if he comes in in a few weeks to give us his rundown on these shows and Grant Gustin was wearing a fake beard to look futuristic and older, my God, we, we as a team reviewing these programs would have got a new asshole to But if they can put a a wig on Caitlin and it doesn't necessarily look like a wig, mm. they could have done some fake hair things on. Yeah. You know. Just go for it. They could have done Go something. all out. Give him a Jack Sparrow thing going on. Like he's got like a funny goatee going on. He yeah, braids it. Like just make him real it. weird. You know, like it was just a case of, look, tomorrow you're shooting future Barry scenes and then the day after you're shooting present day Barry scenes for the same shot, same setting. We need you to look the same. We'll just give you a wig to put on. It's just like, but really like that it face doesn't believable. suit the character that you're trying to no. ram down our throats with the stupid hair. Like it doesn't, oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you know to make things sadder they go see Wally and oh. we get told that while Barry doesn't know who Savitar is he tried and he tried Wally in all of his fury and emotional reaction to Iris getting killed run off to take on Savitar by himself obviously lost the fight and got his spine broken or whatever and he can't walk and run anymore yeah. but he also saw who Savitar was so while I've had my predictions in the past, and we have toyed around with the idea that Wally is going to turn out to be Savitar. Well, he kind of can't be now. Unless it's one yeah. of those paradoxical things where future self finds like, out he is... He, uh, no, that's just too hard. Well, no, but you're right. No, season two, when you had um, fake Jay Garrick oh, he was the and same Zoom, per, yeah. he killed a past version of himself. Yes. But he's still alive and in the future because they're out of time. Yeah, and he fought yeah, himself, yeah, right? yeah. So, reverse flash sort of stuff. Like but he it, was already bad. Yeah, it just. Whereas Wally's not. No, Wally's not bad, but I actually didn't even think about the injury side of things for a few days because for me, I'm like, has he went and seen himself in the Savitar armor, and it and just wave of emotion and thoughts and questions running through his mind that I'm the one to kill my own sister in the future, and it just like destroys him. But where does that sad, crippled Wally go to? from in 2000 and what, 24, 25 mm. to become Savitar like two, three, 10, 20 years later. Like yeah, how does that, can't. how does that work? No. Well, I, so even before we get there, uh, when they're rounding up, they've decided to round up the team again. Before they write round up the team, we find out that Wally is, um, you know, he's basically like he's comatose and everything. And we, we know that Julian is still trying to help Killer Frost while she's like, so I've written, it's gotta be HR. 
It's got to be HR. Written that down. Next scene, HR is in a bloody bookstore. Oh, romance how did I skip novel. that? Oh, my God, that, that was, was fun. That was hilarious. <laughs> you know, all these women like sending him his text. And I'm like, oh, okay. So it's not HR then. Yeah, he's too busy thinking about. Tar, he's not going to be, yeah. Thinking about threesomes. Yeah. And that was fun. That was actually a funny, funny scene. He played that up. I think he directed the episode, actually. He did. Yeah, yes. Tom Cavanagh. So uh, hands off to you. It was actually overall very, like, emotionally based while some of the decisions that the writers have given him and the, and the situations and settings weren't weren't great. I think what he got from certain actors and the chemistry between two actors at a time I think was very good and he got to have a lot of fun with his own character. Yeah. And those bloody drumsticks. Because <laughs> right, remember at the end where he's running under the thing. And Indiana like Jones style. Dun, 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 dun. Grabs the, the drumstick before the door shuts down. Indiana that was great. Drumsticks. So can we, t- can, we yes, can we talk the yes, end? Yes, yes, yes. Can I tell you who I, So my... Theory. So, for Caitlin to say straight away, as soon as he reveals himself, because he's got he's got dark hair, we know that. That's all we see. She sees him, and the first thing she says is, "What do you need?" So, for me, I sort of feel the only person that she would ever just blindly say, "What do you want?" It has to be the fiance, the original Firestorm. Oh, her husband. Oh, Ronnie. 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 I think it's Ronnie. Like, who else would she just blindly say, what do you need? And I know she's not Caitlin when she's Killer Frost, but she Still got that connection. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. you know, she's not going to do that for HR. Um, Julian, we already know, isn't him. We know it's not. Like, I just don't feel that it could be anyone else. Blindly following someone else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, who else would she possibly... Because, well, there was Jay, but then... Jay turned out to be... Well, you know, I toyed with it actually being real Jay Garrick because he's, he's stuck in the Speed, in the speed Force. Force. And I, I toyed with that. with And I know Ben like just looked at me and just laughed. Like, yeah. how could it possibly be him? But in that episode, he took the place of Wally in the Speed Force. Barry left him there, quote unquote. Yeah. And that was what Savitaro said. He goes, you basically created me and I was stuck in the Speed Force. But I, I think that's after he becomes Savitaro, not before. But... Yeah. I thought that would be an interesting bad guy to face, not being his father, but being the face of his father. Yeah. And he hasn't had to do that yet. You know, he's had to face a mentor in uh, in the original Wells, and then he had to face his, you know, one of his great sort of friends and allies from another planet, a fellow Flash, and uh, or so he believed. And then this one, he would be facing off against uh, against, for all intents and purposes, his his father, while he's still dealing with the fallout of not only his parents dying, but a flashpoint version of time where his he saved his parents and they yeah. didn't die and then he would be condemning this guy to die again potentially but i've sort of fallen off that wheel a little bit just because for me caitlin saying blindly basically i'll follow you it's it's obviously someone we know that's how this show works yeah. but it's got to be someone very close to team flash because that they're the people that she trusts the most yeah. or in the case of killer frost she, I guess, would only team up with a team member of Team Flash if she could see that, yeah, they're the ones that have also turned evil. So it's going to be huge next week. I wish Ben was here to tell us who he thinks Savitar is because... Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah. I'm sure his would be completely different to both of us, even though I haven't really said anyone. But I guess my this episode in particular, my strongest thing was Wally, but just through talking to you now, that doesn't seem to make sense. Yeah. So... And I even thought, oh, maybe it's the other worlds, but then how would she even know the difference between yeah, no. one to the other? So no. it can't be him either. No. And do we really know what happened to Ronnie? 
when he went up in the thing no. you go? We don't really know. So that's, oh, no, that's why I, you know, it's surprising. He hasn't had anything to do with this season, has he? He hasn't, And no. I think as we're the dumb audience, I think they're only going to do things pertaining to this season in case Who new people have jumped on board. I don't know. It's got to be someone close. I think we're thinking too far outside of the box, strangely, where we should be. Yeah. I think this is in a box sort of stuff. Like Joe would be, you know, that would that would be heartbreaking the level that Jay Garrick for me would because it's a father figure yeah. for different reasons. You know, Wally because it's Iris's brother. Yeah. Um, it didn't look like a black man. I, mean, I honestly I didn't get a good look. Well, yeah. we, we it was just so back. shadowy, but, yeah. you know. It could be anyone, really, because that suit is a suit. So he, it could be like a midget in off. a giant suit, really. But I know, yeah, we see that he t- he took it off. So it's not like we we should be on the on the eye out for a seven foot tall man. No, it's a, it can be any size man or woman. But he doesn't have blonde hair, so it's not Julian. <sighs> I don't know. It's gonna be a big week next week. Uh, go away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, look, are you okay to talk about Aaron? Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean bitch about Aaron? Sure. <laughs> So picking up from the last episode a couple of weeks ago where it ends, Prometheus has broken away from his witness protection facade. You know, he has killed uh, the people that were there to look after him. He's headed back to Central City. Our guys, we're picking up obviously after that. They're after him. They bust into like a old school video arcade by the looks of things to, to find him. That's where they've tracked him down. He hasn't left here in 24 hours or something. And they bust in and then one of the video games pops on and it's this like 8-bit, 16-bit sort of animation on the video game, like, oh, Prometheus is here, chops Arrow's head off, and da-da-da-da-da, game over or something. And I'm like, hang on, so he's on the run from the law. Yeah, but he's got time. He's there for 24 hours, but he's got enough time to come up with, like, to get his computer graphics degree and, and, and create, yeah. what? He's got a sense of real drama about him, you know, real, real theatre about him in this episode because of the way that it starts like that, where it just ends and that's maybe where Ben's it's a TV show thing comes in. I'm like, but don't take me out of the show straight away because mm. it did. I'm like, you're on the run and he comes up with graphics or did he come up with them six months ago thinking, geez, I hope I get to use this one day. This would be fun. <laughs> and I hope I, I escape to an arcade where the, the graphics will make sense with the like, whatever, who cares? And then come the end of the episode. And they're searching for him with this technology. And it, oh, he's here. He's here. He's here did, did, boom. And I'm like, so he's been there the whole time and he's been waiting for you to realize. Like, yeah. he's like, here's my moment. Here's my moment. Here's my moment. And click. Like, great. His, his timing's fantastic, but he's very theatrical. A good or bad thing? I don't know. But I, I kind of miss the fact that Prometheus wasn't in this episode because I feel like maybe... With five episodes to go, there's only so much more they can do with him. But to end the way they did last episode, kick this one off with Prometheus, end it with Prometheus. It's like another episode about them getting technology to find him. Like yeah. that was didn't they do that two episodes ago to to track him it was down anyway? Very long winded and shit house. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're jumping straight to shit house. All right. Um. Yeah. I don't know. It's. Please tell me. So my the first thing I've written, and it must have been one of the first scenes, I can't even remember. I've written Tweedledee and Tweedledum. So do you know who I'm referring to? I'm Mr. Terrific and Wild Dog? No. So Tweedledee and Tweedledum, Renee, Wild Dog, yep. and Lance, Detective Lance. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They 
Can you see it? How they talk like one they another? They talk the same. They look the same. Can you <laughs> yeah. please tell me you see that I, now? Well, they're always, they always look, you know, just a little bit dirty. They've never got their ties done up the right. They're, they're unshaven. They're shaved heads. And, and they, they even do. Do I they speak? They sound yeah. the same. Yeah. With the mouse. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, you're, you're right, actually. And that part of the episode was good, too. Like, I've said most of this season, Renee, for me, he's he's the star of season five of Arrow. He's been great to follow. From just being this vigilante on the street to being part of Team Arrow and now to being this guy who was a not a bad guy, but he did bad things, distanced himself from his, his family, his daughter, because he didn't want to hurt her. He's this young dad. He's got this young daughter. He realized he wasn't up to looking after her. And now other people trying to get her back for him. I mean, it may be a bad decision when you've got like the ex-police chief slash current deputy (laughs) mayor who knows full well the risk of being part of Team Arrow considering his daughter is dead because of it and yet he brings a child into the mix. Because look, you're okay. I don't know what you're going to do at nighttime when you go and like do your vigilante stuff. He's going to get a babysitter every day. But I'm going to ensure you by the end of this episode that you're going to have your daughter back. I appreciate the emotional side of things, but the the, the logic sense of, of, of that decision doesn't really cut it. Um, but I'm glad because for me, their relationship, Tweedledee and Tweedledum, I, I really enjoyed those <laughs> scenes in this show because for me, yeah, Renee is the standout of season five. So I'm happy to watch anything he's doing at the moment. Yeah. Now, someone that we don't necessarily appreciate, we haven't for a while, and look, God love to the actress, but... Felicity has oh. always been so annoying as a character. This episode was the worst. <laughs> he blindly follows his 12-year-old friggin' Helix. And you know why it's, it's worse? Because she is Felicity 2.0. That's what I, I remember in, in her episode when she first got introduced five or six episodes ago, and I'm like, they're threatening to introduce a carbon copy of Felicity. Thank yeah. God they didn't. Oh, no, actually they but did. He's like 10 years younger or something. Yeah. Yeah, but still just oh, speaks really fast and oh, sometimes makes mistakes, but, you know, dresses the same, same glasses, pulls her hair back the same way. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> Good. You know, I'm sort of, I'm glad that the Helix side of thing is over yeah, now. Same. Yeah. But w- is that the only reason they really existed was to get to this point? Like we need someone who can help them track Prometheus down eventually when no one else on the planet can. Well, they uh, needed... Um they needed Felicity's help, although I don't know why they needed Felicity's help because they seem to know everything, yeah. to get the guy, her boyfriend or someone, out of Argus. And he just conveniently happens to have this magical tech that would tell them where yeah. Prometheus was hiding. So the whole point of Helix being in the show was very, what Ben call it, convoluted. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it was a good idea and they just didn't know what to do with it and they saw a convenient out and they just wrote him out. I mean, hey, maybe they come back first five minutes of next week. We're just reacting to what we've just seen. Yeah. So I, I'm glad they're gone mainly because of Felicity 2.0. If, if they had someone else to deal with, that would be more interesting for me, especially in this episode where you've got Team Arrow, you've got... Helix, and then you've got Argus on top of yeah. it. Like, there's just so many different groups, all with their own agendas. And Helix happened to have what got fighting guys as well. They're Where hackers. They come from? Exactly. They're basement nerds. Like, you know, 
and I'm not having a go at computer people when I say that, but that's what they were presented as in this show. Yeah. Just people sitting at a desk, greasy, curly hair, glasses, never getting up, typing away at their keyboards, and we're fighting the power, we're fighting the system. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're going to rescue this guy from Argus, like a black ops group doesn't exist, yeah. you know, government doesn't know and about know it type stuff. And, they, and they've got their own little army. Like, where do they get a black ops group from? And why do they do that? Before this episode, yes. and even beyond that, like you said, they seem to need Felicity's help. But when she was there to help, they seem to be carrying her the whole time. This is where we're taking you. We'll tell you what you need to know when you get there. It's like, well, if you need to help her do everything, why is she there to help you? Yeah. Whatever. It was so crazy. And there was um, also with the, their own Black Ops team, they were getting killed. They were getting mm. shot by Argus people. And then they decided to disarm the automatic Oh, yes. Why didn't they disarm them before their own people went If you're the greatest hackers in the world, you'd know about it beforehand. You get it all sorted. But they disarmed it after their people were getting shot. It was... You know, and th- these are the sort of chats that I don't necessarily enjoy having in these podcast reviews because that's just little detail stuff. But mm. the problem is, so many of these little details take you out of the narrative of the story. Yeah, like I, I don't see why, why you even need that tension of oh, there's an automatic gun. Just have more actual disposable henchmen pop up, maybe because oh, that's convenient for the story to give us something else, another obstacle to work around. It was just. I don't want to be talking about that stuff. That's the stuff that I want to bottle up and put in the bucket, slap a sticker on it that says, it's a TV show, whatever, but it's too big. It's popping out of that metaphorical bucket that I just, I can't help but focus and we can't help but focus on that stuff when we just should be talking about Prometheus, Renee and his daughter, the actual overarching carrying on, carry on storyline of uh, of this show, but or all the shows that yeah. we've spoken about today, but... Just a little detail. Sort that out, guys. I don't mean to sound like drink Maddie Gibson, but sort out the little shit so that we can then work to making a, a really good show. It could be a really good show. It yeah. has been a really good show in the past. And I really enjoy this season of Arrow for me. Arrow is the standout show of this year. I know you disagree. I know. You, and that's fine. If Ben was here, I'm sure he'd agree with me. He has in the past. But for me, Arrow is the best. This episode wasn't a horrible episode by any means. It just had a lot of little annoying things in it that when you look at it, you know, two, three days on like we are, we're just like, oh, yeah, whatever. Mm. And yeah. now we've got, um, what's his, what's the Argus chick, um, Diggle's missus? Now they're fighting because she's turned into Amanda Waller and it's just, it's just become a drama. Like, yeah. we're not watching Grey's Anatomy here, we, you know. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe checking my water there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do us for DC TV <laughs> chat for this week. Uh, dare it? we score? I think um, after talking about it, I think I've I think I've worked it out. Yeah, I know where I sit. Flash number one, believe it or not, Supergirl <laughs> number two. All right, and Arrow smack bang at the bottom. Um, I am like you. I had my issues with the Flash, but the Flash uh, for me, yeah, number one because I just love that alternate future timeline. I don't need any action even around that. I just want to see him react to stuff that's happened. You know, consequences. So for me. There, um, I want to say Arrow second. I do. There's not a lot between. I didn't think any of the shows until I've really looked back on them tonight. So Flash, I'll go Arrow, and then Supergirl. So it is pretty even the bottom two at the moment. So we will find out what Ben said about the episodes and find out exactly where Arrow and Supergirl sit. You might know where it's going to go. I probably know where that's going to go. You might unfortunately get voted out. I hope he doesn't. I hope he says Supergirl because, yeah, let's break the trend. If Lena Luthor was not in that episode, 
probably be at the bottom. That's exactly why I thought it got. The- <laughs> That's what got it over the line. Lena Luther. And I know Linda coming up soon, so that'll just bump it up even <laughs> All right. Well, join us again back next week. A very big reveal for The Flash. Apparently, we're finding out who Savitar is. We got a glimpse of it tonight, so let's see next week. And uh, we'll also talk about more Supergirl, more Arrow, hopefully some more Prometheus as well. Until then, you can uh, find us, Get Into Geek, simply uh, on the socials. Get Into Geek, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can uh, check out all of our past podcasts, iTunes, and SoundCloud. And if you want to drop us a line, get into geek at gmail.com. Myself, Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. Terry's not on the socials, but if you want to get in contact with Terry and talk all things Wonder Woman and Doctor Who, <laughs> track us down and get into geek. And we'll be back to talk more DC TV next week. Get into geek.com.